the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. You want to have an honest confession of your praises to God? You and I need to learn not only to be honest with with our abilities, we also have to be honest with our limitations. Authentic, honest people have no delusions of grandeur. They know exactly who they are. They know exactly their place. They know exactly their abilities. They know exactly their weaknesses. We don't offer praises to God on the basis of the, the possibilities in us. And I'm not knocking down, you know, looking at your talents and looking at the possibilities in life. I'm all for that. Let's pursue the best things that we can pursue in life. But remember, praising God has nothing to do with what's possible. Because only to God where everything is possible. There are limitations to our abilities. There are limitations to our intellect. There are limitations to a lot of things that we can do. And if we, if, if we have the, the capacity to pursue those things, we certainly need to be honest about our limitations as well. We praise God not solely on the basis of the possibilities but also on the basis of our limitations. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9, God is most glorified in our weaknesses. Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. The point of the matter is we need to be honest. We, we, we need to look at ourselves and we, need to, we, we cannot aspire so much or pursue something that God did not give us the talent for, did not give us the ability to be. Remember, the Bible is not all about achieving everything in life. The Bible is about contentment. And there's a huge different difference between, you know, pursuing everything in this world that you can pursue and being content with what God gives you and where He has you. Our praises to God sometimes are predicated by God meeting the need that we have or the thing that we're pursuing. I'm not saying this morning, listen very carefully, that you ought not to pursue your dreams, your ambitions, your goals. Those are all wonderful things. But don't set up goals in your life so unrealistic that, that, that you, know, you get frustrated when it doesn't happen. We need to be honest with our limitations. And I know that's not popular in our culture. In our culture, culture you know, they're going to encourage us to be, you know, to look to yourself. You can be everything that you want to be. 
That's a good thing to say. And that's, and that's, you know, that's worthy of pursuit. But when our praises are governed by the possibilities and not by the limitations, then we're kind of, we're kind of missing something. We're missing something. We're missing an honesty, an authentic motivation for praising. The letter C stands for consistent commitment in the acronym GRACE. There can be no honest relationship without consistent commitment. Uh, I've been married for over 32 years. And 32 32 years of marriage is is not an accident. It takes a whole lot of consistent commitment. Last Sunday, we we discovered that the number one reason for divorce in the United States is lack of commitment. So this consistent commitment makes our praises to God honest. There's no guile in it. Consistent commitment to the Lord is essential because it, it pleases God. It honors God. It glorifies God. He receives the praises of people who are consistently committed to Him. And finally, the letter E in the acronym GRACE uh, stands for expanding our influence. It expands our influence. Authentic praise of God are seen and heard by other people. It becomes a beacon of light to other people. When your praise life is authentic, it it becomes a magnet to other people. People can see it. People can see through whether your relationship with God, your praise relationship with God, and my praise relationship with God, uh, if they're authentic. Uh, People see it. We can't hide. An honest person expands his or her influence on people and situation. Honest business people are more likely to be more influential than dishonest ones. An honest student more likely to advance in his or her educational pursuit than the ones that are always uh, cheating. Praising God is authentic when our confession is honest. Honesty is very important in in authenticating our praises. There's a story in the Bible. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's found in Mark chapter 9. Let me just quickly relate this, this story in the Bible. It's, a man, it's about a man who has a crisis of faith. Okay? Uh, his, his, um, his boy was, was suffering. He was foaming in the mouth. And, and uh, he brought the boy to Jesus. And he, he, here's the story beginning with verse uh, 20. Mark chapter 9 beginning verse 20. He says, so they brought him. They brought him to Jesus. Uh, when the spirit, this is the demonic spirit, saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has, this been, has he been like this? The man says, from childhood. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. Now here's the word, you know, listen to the words of the, the father of this guy. But if you can do anything... Take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. But if you can, the man asked Jesus, have pity on me and heal my boy. And I love it when Jesus went back at him and says, but if you can, if you can believe, Nothing is impossible with God because everything is possible to him who believes. So this is what happens. The man had to be authenticated 
in his, not only in his faith, but in his trust in Jesus. You know, he was asking Jesus, if you can, because he had a crisis of unbelief. And Jesus says, if you can, nothing is impossible with God. Jesus was simply pointing out that this man had to come clean with his doubts. He needed honesty. He needed, uh, he need, Jesus needed to hear an honest confession before this man. So the man says, okay, Jesus, I believe. Help my unbelief. The problem with the man was not the fact that uh, he didn't have an authentic desire to have his child healed. His problem was he had serious, dishonest trust in Jesus. Now, there's a second mark of our um, authentic praise, and that is a heartfelt conversion. Jesus says in verse 21a, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Verse 21, part 2, But only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Unconverted people cannot praise God authentically. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said to Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What was Jesus saying to Nicodemus? Unless you had a transformed heart, until your heart is changed by God, your praises will be in vain. You can be as religious as you want. You can be as pious. You can, be, you can follow all the traditions and all the customs of your faith. But if there's no heart conversion, there's no change of heart, there's no real transformation in the heart. God doesn't receive the praises that comes out of your mouth. There has to be a heartfelt conversion. When you and I put our faith in Jesus, that is a heartfelt confession. That's a heartfelt faith. It's not some kind of a religious experience. It's an authenticated heart that cries out after God. Without that converted heart, our praises will be superficial. And I know I'm saying some, some kind of some hard things, but this is true. Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless you're born again. And Nicodemus asked, how can I be born again? I'm old already. Do I go back to my mother's womb and be born again? No, that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus says, unless your heart is transformed, unless you're born from above, unless God gives you a new heart, the praises will not amount to anything. Again, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8. Look at this. This is on the day of judgment. Jesus says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. Jesus was saying, You, you know, you can really fake your way into your Christian life. You can really fake your way in being a follower of Jesus. But unless there's a transformation of the heart, Unless there's real faith in the heart, nothing will ever reach heaven in the form of our worship and praise to God. You see, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our need for salvation. I pray to God that everybody had that conviction that we needed to put our faith in Jesus in a, in, you know, from the heart. Okay? 
a lot, lots of things can motivate a person to put their faith in Jesus. And I'm not saying they're not real, but this is the work of the Spirit of God. There has to be a change in the person's heart because when the heart changes, the vocabulary change, and the actions in a person's uh, life change, the behavior change. Heart has to change first before the behavior. Okay, here are some of the things that we we uh, that happens that happen to us, and then we, because of these things happening, uh, said we say, okay, well, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus. Personal tragedies. We're going through difficult times, and because we're going through some very difficult times, we say, maybe I'll give God a try. Maybe I'll go to God and say, okay, God, I'll, I'll trust you. Now, I'm not saying that's not a good motivation to come to faith in Christ, but that's not motivated by the Holy Spirit. Personal tragedies. I've been to many funerals. I've been to many hospitals. And I guarantee you, the moment the person that's in the hospital, the moment they got out of the hospital, the first thing they do is they go back there always. They're back to the same people that they were. There's no authentic conversion. At that moment in their life, they're having such a hard time. They simply said, I'm going to need God now. What else? Fear of death. A lot of people are scared to die, so maybe I'll just get fire insurance right now. Maybe I'll trust in the Lord so that when I die, I won't go to hell. Now, that's a good motivation to come to faith in Jesus, amen? But that's not from the Holy Spirit. It's, it's from this world. What else? A sense of emptiness. Man, my life is just empty. Maybe I'm going to go to God and trust the Lord. Now, I, I, look, look, these are good motivations to come to faith in Jesus. But how do you know that your conversion is authentic? When the Spirit of God speaks to your heart, and says to you, you've been worshiping yourself. You've been obeying your own will. Authentic salvation comes when you turn over the rulership of your heart from yourself to the rulership of Jesus. When Jesus becomes king. When Jesus begins to rule. That's how you know authentically that your heart has changed. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me, says Paul. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me the strength. That comes from an authentically converted heart. All the legitimate reasons, there's plenty of them. But the only true work of the Spirit in a person's heart is when you realize that you're guilty and I am guilty of the worst sin that can ever happen. And what is that worst sin? Self-rule. That's the sin of the garden. The moment we relinquish the rule, of our lives to the rulership of Jesus, that's how you know. You're no longer the boss of you. Jesus is now the boss of your life, all right? There's a story in Luke 17. And just to give you some of this example, Luke 17, 17 to 19, this is a story of 10 lepers, 10 of them. They all lep- they had leprosy and they needed healing. They all came to Jesus and Jesus healed all 10 of them. All 10 were healed. And you know what happened? Out of the 10, only one person came back to praise God. Let's pick up the story, Luke 17, 17 to 19. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? It was a Samaritan who came back. Then he said to him, rise, go, your faith has made you well. Here's the bottom line of this story. Jesus healed 10 people. And then only one person came back and he talked to the person, wait a minute, I'm pretty good in math. I can number the stars in the skies. I can number the hairs on your head. I'm really good at counting. Weren't there 10 of you? How come only one came back? The reason is very simple. Nine people had superficial praise. 
only one had authentic praise to God. So, how do we know our conversion is heartfelt and praise is real? There's a real change in your heart. Amen? There's a real change. Again, let me use the acronym CHANGE to, to, to show us what a truly converted heart looks like. Number one, in your heart and mind, there's a clear calling. That's the letter C on the acronym CHANGE. There's a clear calling. There's a real desire to serve God. Rather than ser- serving ourselves and serving uh, you know, other things, we serve God. That's the first sign of a converted heart. Number two, there's holiness. The letter H In that acronym, there is holiness in the person's heart. There's real separation from sin and ungodliness. Not that we don't sin, not that we don't fall into temptation, but we pursue that holiness. The letter A in the acronym change stands for attitude adjustment. When you had been changed from the heart, your attitude has to be adjusted. There's a real shift in the way we deal with life situation. The new person responds in a godly manner no matter what happens, okay? Your vocabulary change, your behavior change. You are a new person. You respond in everything in a godly way. Before, when you are hurt by somebody, when somebody does something to you, when you, before you became a Christian, before your heart was changed, what do you do to the, to the person that hurts you? You give that person the F word. But once you become changed in your heart, you now give that person the F word forgiveness. When somebody steals from you, all right, when somebody does the bad things that, 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 that uh, they want to do to you, before you became a Christian, you give them the S word. But now that you're a child of God, you give them the right S word, that's salvation. When someone challenges your faith and why you believe, you simply tell them, because now that in, I'm in Christ, I'm full of BS, Bible study. I know what you're thinking. You should repent. The letter N in the acronym change stands for a new song. Psalm 149 says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praises in the assembly of His saints. Authentic praise includes singing. I'm sorry to break this to you. We don't sing as Christians. We don't sing ritualistically. We don't sing these songs as some kind of a religious thing. We sing these songs because we're going to be doing a lot of singing in heaven. Read the Bible. You practice here. You know, praises to God must include singing. Well, pastor, I can't sing. Doesn't matter. There's always a new song. Authentic praise includes singing. It's a commandment. Sing to the Lord a new song. It's not a suggestion. Well, pastor, what does that mean? To, what does it mean to sing a song? Uh, you connect your soul to the throne room of God through singing. One of the things that, that we, we don't often talk too much is that Jesus sang. Every time the, the disciples pray, singing was part of them, part of their, their activities. So, so when you come to church on Sunday or when, when you're at home, when you, when you pray and you, you, you try to come up with a prayer life and, and you just simply don't know what to say and all of that, start singing. That's a good thing to do. It's good for your soul. The letter G in the acronym change stands for growth in grace. You are more understanding of people, more forgiving, more willing to carry another person's burden. And finally, the letter E in the acronym change that authenticates that you have a converted heart is that you have a willingness to evangelize. You have a willingness to share your testimony with people. Talk to people about the Lord. Talk to people about what God has done in your life through your relationship with Jesus. And there's a final mark of an authentic praise, and that is your concentration. And my concentration now is focused on 
in heaven. There's a heavenly concentration. Our minds are focused in heaven. Look at the final verse in verse 21. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on this day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Why? What's so evil about these people uh, prophesying in the name of Jesus? What's so evil about them healing people in the name of Jesus? What's so evil about them uh, doing all of these things? Why did Jesus so, so, seems like cruelly saying to them, get away from me, I never knew you. The fact is that their mindset, they, 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 they were doing what they're doing for the sake of their existence right here on earth. Their mindset is earthly. It's not real. Everything we do as acts of praise must come from our desire of heaven. It must be from heaven. It must be God-inspired. Authentic praise comes from a heavenly mindset. Colossians 3, 1 to 3, Since you had been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Our concentration is focused towards heaven. You and I praise and worship God not just because we want something from God, not just because we are sick and in need of healing, not because we want to be blessed by God. All of those things are good to ask God, but we praise God because where we're going, there will be nothing but praising God. Praise is the language of heaven. Praise is the language of heaven. It's the praise and worship of God that invites a little bit of heaven here on earth. A heavenly concentration. Heaven must be on our mind. Don't worry when people say, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Say amen to that. Because the moment we come to, 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 to faith in Jesus, the journey begins. And where's that journey going? It's headed towards heaven. And as we get closer to heaven, more praises come out of the mouth. More worship comes out of the mouth. That's how you know you're maturing in your relationship with God. Don't be 90 years old. And still not praising God as much or more than you used to. When you're young, you know, you don't think about these things. But you need to supervise your life. How do you know you're growing in your, your knowledge of the Lord? You know, your praises are growing. Amen? I mean, it, you know, it's, it's more and more prominent in your life. You, 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 you praise God more. Like me, I have gout. Instead of cringing in pain, I just praise God. I still have my, my, my feet. When things come, it's automatic. We're praising God. You know, I, I, when my mother died, you know, I was so heartbroken. You know, I, 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 I was crying and crying and crying. And I know the Lord spoke to me quietly, you know. Quietly. I didn't hear a voice or anything, but I, I, can, I can almost hear him word for word. God says to me, how does heaven feel like for you right now? And you know what I understood it to mean this. When I was in the face of death and separation from someone I love, heaven looked more attractive. It looked a lot more attractive knowing that when I die, I'm going to be with Jesus and I'm going to be with the people that trusted in Jesus. That's how important it is. That's how important our mindset should be. Well, we're all going to have our deathbeds, 
We're all going to have our deathbed, hopefully later than sooner. But our praises must characterize our words. Psalm 34, verses 1 to 10. Let me just give you a couple of four things and then we'll, we'll, we'll end. Psalm 34, 1 to 10. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. There's profound praise in your heart. Amen? That's profound praise. Secondly, there's perfect peace. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He, sa- he saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped around those who fear him and he delivers them. When you have authentic praise, not only is there profound praise in your mouth, there's also perfect peace. And thirdly, there's providential presence. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His saints. For those who fear Him lack nothing. The lions may grow and weak and hungry, may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Sounds like heaven to me. Heaven will be a place of profound praise, it's going to be a place of perfect peace. And God's providential presence will, will carry us there. Sounds pretty much like a little bit of heaven to me. That's what authentic praise brings in our lives. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, You will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.